Welcome again to Permaculture Tonight. It's a new format. We are Permaculture Tonight on Drive. We're driving. Um, and I just wanted to just kind of get some thoughts out that I had. I was recently interviewed and they asked me about um, where my positivity comes from and where that's all, you know, they, they're trying to understand how I have my enthusiasm and, and all that intact in the world we live in today. So uh, here's a really good example. Um, I'm driving uh, on an errand, and I don't like driving. I don't like, you know, vehicles, the way they consume, how they're produced or whatnot. Um, and I certainly don't like driving to do errands. Uh, and if I get caught up in the whole idea of like, well, I need to not consume any, any fossil fuels right now, Da, 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 da. then I might um, end up feeling guilty instead of being um, creative and, and free to make decisions fluidly when I need to. So what I need to do is I need to focus on my purpose, not the problems and the tasks at hand. Yeah, I work on those and I focus on those, but what guides me and pulls me consistently through my problems and through the, you know, um, the, the, the things I face um, that are consistent that I can't move, uh, the things that carry me through those moments um, is my purpose. And uh, recently, Nicholas Burtner, School of Permaculture, talked about his why. And I think that's really cool. Um, our why, Javin Bernakovich talks about this, uh, what's important to us now. Um, our why, our definition is what I call it, um, is who we are and um, it's what drives us, it, what's, it, it's what shapes our will and it's really what shapes our world because uh, men and women who have purpose are the people that shape their realities and everyone around them is caught up in that shaping. And so um, my enthusiasm is tied up in my purpose it is, um, it is like a ripple showing my purpose. And you were like, wow, they're so enthusiastic. It's, yeah, it's a product of my purpose. So an easy way to figure out what your purpose is is to ask your, yourself what matters most to you, um, what is, is the most important to those parts of your life that touch upon those values, and then identify the things that are holding any of that back. Identify the things that are preventing you from fully expressing yourself in those arenas. And to your best ability, mitigate, um, ignore, or remove those factors that are preventing you um, from expressing yourself fully in those ways. Um, and a lot of that removal tends to be on our own side. It tends to be on our own end. Um, we get hung up emotionally... Uh, more than cognitively, I think, a, a, as people. Um, I do, certainly. I get uh, caught up emotionally, um, and I, I can see it from my perspective clearly and not from others, perhaps. Um, but, you know, as a school teacher, uh, when you have, you know, 30 to 40 kids in a classroom um, and you're hard of hearing, as I am, uh, misinterpretation happens all the time and I just learned to like be okay with being wrong and expect 
to always follow up and ask questions and make sure that even when you both mutually agree, yes, you understood me, oh, I understood, yes, let's move on, to understand that that's not necessarily true. Um, you're never going to get the picture that's in someone's head in your head unless they're really good drawing or something. <laughs> uh, and that was their purpose, you know, to do that uh, in communicating with you. The thing is, um, reading comprehension, listening comprehension, uh, speaking, uh, speaking uh, clearly, literacy, uh, ability to write clearly, all these different um, factors all play a part in, in the world today. And we're all kind of variably good at those things. So misinterpretation is just going to be a part of living this life. Um, and so being wrong is okay. It's just a process of figuring out what's uh, better uh, and not quite right, uh, right in the moment perhaps, uh, right towards your understanding perhaps. But there's always something, quote, right or right. <laughs> um, there's always something better. Uh, and as, uh, you know, those of us who are parents, um, we immediately recognize this uh, when we te are teaching our kids because they learn a skill and you're like, okay, now there's a more complicated way to do this and there's always a more complicated way to do this. And then if you go to the, like your, their master's school, you're like, holy cow, wait, so there's this edge of uncertainty in my field of study, you know, and it's in every field of study, there's an edge of uncertainty, right? But it feels like we're raised to believe that there are no edges, like all the boundaries are firm and not fuzzy. So dealing with this constant like upheaval of, of emotionality <laughs> and cognitive um, uh, recontextualizing tends to beat us up as people and we become more frigid and brittle over time unless we have this lighter attitude towards the moment. And a really good way to do that um, I mean, you could be like, you know, a really light person and not have any, you know, strong convictions, but uh, that's not very effective. Um, what, what you would do is, is you would find a purpose for yourself, uh, a reason. And for me, um, I always wanted to communicate and be heard as a child. Uh, I was a third born. And so uh, recognizing uh, our selfish <laughs> uh, tendencies and our own uh, proclivities as, as children, the inner child of ourselves or whatnot, uh, is really important. And so I always, you know, uh, wanted someone to like listen to me. I was a talker when I was a kid, maybe not always uh, sense, uh, you know, sensical. Um, but uh, when I grew up, I became a musician and a songwriter and a, and a, and a writer and I went to NYU. And I, my mom was a politician. She was always like listened to. And so uh, that psychologically it was all like, you know, part of who I was. But then what happened was when I became a parent and I realized all these, you know, you have all these compounding realizations when you become a parent. But I realized, you know, I want to leave the world a better place. Um, and I want my children to inherit a better world than the one uh, that I was born into and the one that I will leave. And very clearly to, you know, everyone, right? Uh, the world around us is desertifying and it's turning into a giant dust bowl. And um, our storms are becoming worse and worse. The, the water that was on land is now in the air and the ocean, rising, rising ocean tides and uh, more violent storms. Um, 
it's, it's really kind of disheartening as a parent, right? But my purpose to make the world a better place for my children to inherit remains unaltered. And even when I, you know, do something right or, or, or better, um, it's on a continuum of getting better. And so there's no room for there to be like, ah, yes, we did it. It is the best. I am amazing. You know what I mean? That whole crap, right? Um, that we're like taught, like, you're an A student and you're the best. You got number one. You're number one. We, we, we get past that hysterical, like, public school notion um, that you can be the best. Uh, and there's only um, the best that you can do in that moment. And we need to, like, reward that. It's like, that's the best you could do in that moment. It's like, wow, so you were, like, pushing really hard. So, like, you reached it all the way in and all the way down. And you gave it everything you had. And that is the only measure of a, of a, of a person. You know, only real measure of a person is that they're trying to do the best they can with the information they have. So, coming from that space, you know, my purpose is I want to help as many people as possible have the best life they can and also um, spread positivity uh, and hope. Uh, and so, as a teacher, uh, I realized a whole slew of things um, about myself. Uh, growing up, it's like, yeah, you know, I may have felt that I wasn't heard as a third born in a four boy, ch uh, you know, family, you know, but holy cow, I was plenty heard. Oh man, when you meet, you know, other people who have not been heard for real, you see these things. And, you know, I had this unbelievable educational opportunity um, and, you know, compulsory, right? So it, it's hard to um, appreciate things when they're forced upon you. But, um, and I, and I didn't really realize it until much, much later, uh, all the different things that I, I got to take advantage of and learn. And so I felt obligated to share those things. And my heart really is tied to the skill set that, 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 that I've gotten in my mind and in my hands. Um, and I've tied these things together and, and they're who I am and they're my purpose. And so I am my skills because my skills are regenerative. They're, they're designed to um, heal people and their lives. And, and then later on it became permaculture because I mean initially I was just working with kids and my whole thing was English. So it's listening, speaking, um, writing and reading. And really you're healing a person when you're dealing with most of the, most of the kids uh, that I dealt with, um, especially in Fresno, um, and I would, a lot of the times in Fresno, I would only meet them once. And uh, it was my job to give them everything I could. Um, and I realized a lot of things about myself. And um, I really saw those, those childlike needs in myself, in these kids magnified um, like 10,000 fold. And it like shocked that inner child in me too, all the way through me. So my whole core like got like updated. <laughs> And um, I just, I just uh, saw them all as my kids. And, and I just still do. And I, and I became a teacher because I felt like uh, no one's going to do anything for these kids. And someone's got to do something. 
and and you know, it's, so someone's got to do something about the environment. Someone's got to provide these books. As soon as I learned Jeff Watton stuff, I was like, "Holy cow! Should be everywhere. Come on, where is it?" You know. And I realized I write curriculum every single day. You know, as a teacher from scratch, mostly on the fly, improvising because that's you know jazz. That's how I started music. That's how I think. Um, uh, I don't write scripts around in my talks. Uh, uh, or, or, or anything I do on my podcast. I hope you guys know that. I just improvise everything. Um, so, I just really felt all the way to my core that everyone is my family. Everyone uh, deserves a chance to take part and see the world as a wonderful place. And so, that's why, you know, I'm getting the book translated in as many languages as possible. That's why I share the books with schools that really need it and orphanages and um, villages and places like Africa um, and South America. And I, I, I'm not going to stop because that's part of my purpose. Um, it's more than money. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's me, you know, capital. <laughs> it's the currency of my soul. And so I can't, you know what I mean? It's like you, you, can, you can raise money, you can, you can save money, but if I'm, if I'm working for my purpose, cutting through all these hard things and coming out the other end, I'm accruing money to my soul. And w what's gonna come out of that process is I'm gonna feel so good. I'm, I'm gonna feel consistent as a person, my beliefs, my ideas, my actions. All these things are going to be one whole thing. And when you do that, you can reach people, you can change people, and you can help people because they can see clearly that you are there to help them. There's no inconsistency in you as a person, meaning there's no inconsistency with you and your actions and your interactions with those people. And you know, it just changes everything. So speaking more specifically to the positivity aspect that they were talking about, uh, growing up, I definitely uh, went through serious times of depression. And I got to a point where, you know, it just was debilitating. And uh, I know a lot of people get to this point in their lives and I realized just, you know, that it was a choice that I could choose in that moment whether I would be depressed, elated, or frustrated, you know, on all these different emotions I realized I had at every moment a palette of options. It's like I could be humble, I could be, you know, all these different things. Um, there were just choices in each moment and it was being aware of those choices in the moment being aware and conscious of them that really allowed me to feel less stress um, to embrace positive ways of seeing things and interacting with people and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was a public school teacher and I was a substitute teacher before that um, and uh, I was an entertainer before that a musician and so I really wanted to reach people, you know, and then I wanted to reach people educationally, wherever they were at, and then um, I realized I couldn't do it if I was uh, 
a depressed or negative person. I had no oomph. I had no efficacy, no gas. I got nothing when I'm down. So um, it's a choice, I realized. And I get down. I get frustrated. I get stressed more than anything. Uh, I get overwhelmed more than anything, I would say, probably. Because I tend to do so much um, for my family um, at times that uh, balancing everything else on top of that um, is, is really hard. Uh, some days it's, it's hard to just go over and crank the, the irrigation timer. So there's a lot of stuff that we could get down on and we could get you know upset over. But the reality is like, okay, so if I get depressed, um, who's gonna uh, give the positivity? Who's gonna light up my kids? If I get depressed, who's going to, um, uh, you know, help my wife bounce back? Uh, if I'm depressed, I'm going to drag them down too. So, the only choice is to go up, really. That, that That's the only choice I see. And so I need to focus on my purpose. I need to focus on the problem as the solution. So what's the problem? Well, we, we can take care of this. And, and also recognizing that my emotions, my emotional reaction that focuses on myself and what my expectations were needs to um, have some grains of salt, get out salt shaker and start like, you know, salting them that meal and taking it in bite-sized pieces <laughs> because um, that's just life. And, and uh, I've, I've had to deal with so many setbacks in my life, um, nothing compared to most other people um, at the same time too in my mind. Um, and I know uh, many people haven't had to deal with the kind of things that my wife and uh, our family has dealt with, but um, so many people have dealt with so much worse. Uh, some people aren't here because they've dealt with worse. It's sacrifice so that we all could be here. Uh, and when we study our family history, we can increase our gratitude by studying the sacrifices of others. I think that's also part of it. I tend to study... Um, I don't study entertainment, uh, like I don't sit around and watch uh, entertaining movies and stuff anymore. I don't watch action fit flicks, I don't want to see violence um, and not do anything. If I see violence, I'm going to get involved and stop it. If I see violence, I'm going to defend and protect. I'm not going to sit and be caught on my heels. Because that's what uh, watching uh, television does. It creates complacency uh, with all sorts of problems. So. I, I, and it also creates patterns that you repeat and find that are okay. And even if you're watching negative patterns that are being displayed and crit critiqued as negative patterns, uh, the, nonetheless, you cannot help but absorb some of that. So I just want to create clear examples and focus on my purpose, focus on what I can do to help people that I can actually interact with um, and do things that are concrete. Uh, I worry about this whole... Um, made up world that we have that we call entertainment and video games and all this stuff I'm, um, I grew up using all that stuff and I grew up watching lots of television to compensate for the fact that uh, I didn't have a very well developed um, social network and um, I think that's what a lot of people do I mean half of America is single adult and living in a, a home alone so what do they do? Uh, well, they compensate for the lack of a family and proper close-knit social structure by watching TV and um, having eye and face contact with the, the screen 
to um, supplement that lack. And of course, they're 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 also medicating, uh, self-medicating with numerous other things. I mean, look, we we, we consume seventy-five percent of the pharmaceutical drugs in the world, uh, though we're five percent of the world's population in in America. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things that are going on, uh, and the reality is, is that we have jobs that are purposeless. We have industries that are purposeless, other than if we really want to get down to the purpose of what they are. It's uh, cannibalistic, it's parasitic, um, it's not additive, it's not symbiotic, it's not mutualistic, uh, it's not regenerative, it's degenerative. Um, it's, it's so sad when you get up close to it. And I got up close to it early on, and my brother, I mean, I remember my older brother telling me ignorance is bliss, Matt. And he was like so serious and so sad that like we have these intellectuals that are going through school and being like so depressed by what they learn because they're only learning to be destruction and they're just learning to be destroyers. They're not learning to be creators. And in our religions, what do we use? Uh, religion, we use religion to feed our souls. And in religions, we worship creators and we talk about destruction as a component of creation. Um, like Christianity is about, you know, uh, facing death so that you can be reborn being reborn means you die, right? But it's taking this positive spin on it. Um, you know, same thing with Buddhism, with rebirth. Uh, the constant rebirth uh, is constant improvement. So it's constant creation for it to continue. So I would just encourage anyone who, you know, wants to embrace positivity and enthusiasm to align your life to your beliefs, your skill set, and your heart. And when those things are all aligned and you can express them, like uh, you have a job that's not killing you, um, you will feel free and you will be able to communicate that freedom um, and positivity and enthusiasm through all those venues that you interact with. And that's, that's about it. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this short uh, Permaculture Tonight podcast. I hope it was informative and positive. And I hope that you go out into the world with much enthusiasm and you make a difference in your own life and the lives of those around you by taking control and responsibility for what you can take control and responsibility for. Whether it be your emotions, your garden, your gray water, or just your interactions online. Hope you have a great day and I hope you have a great week. From Permaculture Tonight, have a great one.